Hi, I'm TK. And I'm Bianco. And welcome to Gamer Inc. This is where we tell you about certain games, as well as all the information we could give on them. Even if they include spoilers. <laughs> this podcast, we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy X and X-2. For those of you who are not familiar with the Final Fantasy series, I really pity you. I mean, almost everyone knows knows about Final Fantasy. Even those who know, even those who never played the game before, have at least heard some inkling about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's everywhere. If not within the game system, within movies, there's references to it everywhere. Exactly. Like I said, this podcast is about Final Fantasy X and X-2. Alright. Let me give you the lowdown on what Final Fantasy X is all about. Final Fantasy X tells the story of an ace blitzball player who goes by the name of Tidus, or Tida in the original Japanese version. Tidus is usually your carefree teenager who, like I mentioned earlier, is a star blitzer. But, because of Strain's turn of events, a giant being known as Sin came down and nearly destroyed a city, and transported him to another world. Or what he thinks could be another world. <laughs> this other world, as Bianca mentioned, is called Spira, where the game takes place. Spira? The best way to describe Spira? Think of... Think of a world where not much technology exists. It's kind yeah. of kind of like forties or fifty-ish, if you in, consider our timeline. In fact, technology over there is considered forbidden. Well, the only technology available is the spear, the spear pole where Blitzball was played, but that's about it. Well, Tidus learns more about this world that he's in, which he learns that'll be called Spira. And he also learns about this religion known as Yevon. And there, he meets new friends. Starting with the beautiful summoner Yuna. And who he thinks is the guy who took him there in the first place, Orin. Yes, one of the more silent guardians. Not counting Kimari, of course. Who is a Ronzo? Big furry blue cat with a horn. And a, if you want to be very basic about his description, kind of hard not to confuse him with anyone. So, Titus goes with Yuna as well as the other guardians to a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage only a summoner must go through. Now, a summoner is someone who can use, who has. Uh, let me put it this way. <laughs> a summoner is, is the only person in your party that can summon an Aeon, which you've seen in previous Final Fantasy games. Even though they go by different names, but yeah. still generally, they're summons. You go to different towns in, in the game to collect new summons, or Aeons as they're called. Actually, you don't go to different towns, you go to different temples. Well... The, t- the temples have t- the temples are in the towns 
Well, some are not exactly in the towns. Yeah, but you get my drift. You can, you know my idea. No, not really. Funny. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Now the gameplay for Final Fantasy X. It's actually a throwback to some of the old school Final Fantasy games, where each of the characters have their own, in a sense, different class abilities. For example, the main character, Titus, is a mix of warrior and time age. Yuna would be considered a white mage, while Lulu, one of her guardians, is considered a black mage. Yeah, you'll know who Lulu is. She's the only one with, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to mention. She's the only one in Spira who apparently have a chest bigger than a size C. Yeah, you had to say that. Orin would be considered a warrior. Well, samurai to be exact. Now, now, as you learn about each of the characters, you'll also know that in order to progress them in their with their different abilities, this is where the spear grid comes in. The spear grid... <clears throat> the spear grid is pretty much one of the biggest additions made in the Final Fantasy series and happens to be the precursor of, of some of the more modern Final Fantasy titles' other known features. To move along the spear grid, though, you have to have... Yes, you have to have AP, or ability points, to move. You get enough ability points, you get spear levels, which allows you to move through different sections of the grid, but you also got to have different kinds of spears. There are four main types based on the color, but we'll go into that another time. Mm-hmm. As, as Bianca was saying about the battle system, it actually uses something called a conditional turn battle base, or a count time battle system in, Jap in Japan. Or, if you want to put it short, a turn-based waiting battle system. This all this basically means is the characters will not move until you tell them to. Which is really good when it comes down to strategizing against boss battles. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I'd freak out in a boss battle because of this without the system on. Yeah, that includes one of the C that includes one of the Seymour boss battles I had to help you with. Yes. Dear God, I hated that battle. Now then. But. Hmm? Damn it. Now the game, the gameplay itself is pretty, is pretty good. The graphics are very advanced compared to its predecessors. Considering this is the first game for the PlayStation 2. It is also the first Final Fantasy game that features voice acting, where instead of just reading the text, you can actually hear the characters talk. 
maybe not all of them, but most of them, which is a real big improvement. Yes. And believe me, and honestly, I don't think the original PlayStation can handle a game like this with all the voices. Nope. And since we were talking about Blitzball earlier, we should also tell them that it's the feature mini game of mini game within the series. Well, within mm-hmm. this game. Just like any Final Fantasy series, it has a whole number of mini games. But what sets this apart from the others is Blitzball. Blitzball is a is a sport played in Spira by several teams. Mostly sanctioned by Yevon himself. Yevon itself. For those of you who don't know about this at all, let's just say this. Blitzball is like playing football and soccer underwater. And believe me, you have to hold your breath a really long time if you want to try and play it. That or the water itself may be artificial. True. But there's also, but Blitzball isn't just on the main minigame, there are some others you can do. There's Chocobo Racing, which is in the Calm Lands. Although it's not a huge part of Final Fantasy X like it was in the past. But it does become huge due to the fact that there are some hidden items that you can find only with a Chocobo. You just gotta look for some small Chocobo feathers, which allows them to perform a special jumping action, allowing them to move through obstacles and get whatever treasure that's left over there. And we have the monster arena. Capture the fiends throughout Spira. Using only special weapons with the capture ability. The monster range is always will always be located in the calm lands. You can fight the fiends there at any time for a small fee. And then <laughs> if you capture all the monsters in one area, you get to fight a combination of all of them. It's like a mini boss battle. It's in fact, in fact, one of the combinations happens to be a legendary Final Fantasy creature known as the Shinryu. I fought one of those monsters. Pain Let's in the see. ass, isn't it? Yes, but I still beat it. Mm-hmm. I had my overdrive set to a, to a certain set, so every time I get killed or got hurt, it would boost up my overdrive gauge. So it mm-hmm. took me probably two or three of everyone's overdrives just to beat it. But the thing is about these created monsters you fight, no ability points, no gill, no weapons. You're Only bragging rights. Yep. And then also you can collect you can also collect everyone's legendary weapons in the game too. Some of them may be a bit more of a chore, but once you get used to it, it'll become quick. And then of course some of the locations do have their own smaller mini games. Like in Makalania, there's the butterfly hunt. Mm-hmm. Which is somewhat easy to do, somewhat hard. Yeah, just gotta avoid the red butterflies. <laughs> and then in the Thunder Plains, there's a little game, there's a mini game called Lightning Dodger. Guess what you have to do? Yeah, it's a no brainer. Dodge the lightning bolts. 
And if you dodge 200 in a row without being struck, you will earn you'll earn a special weapon, I mean a special item, to help unlock Lulu's special legendary weapon. But if you can't dodge lightning so much, don't sweat it. Depending on how many times you get hit on light, get hit by lightning, you also earn some good prizes too. <laughs> yeah, so if you're a glutton for punishment and pain, go on ahead and do that. Yeah, as you progress through the game, you get to learn many neat secrets and certain very dark ones too. <laughs> Spoiler alert coming up. What, am I going to say to spoiler? <laughs> you can. It does involve mm. the religion of Yevon, which is very prominent in the game. Yeah, you get to learn that they are not exactly as they appear to be. Yes, they forbid Machina, which are machines used by the Albed. And yet, inside the temple itself in, in Bavel, where it's all mm. located, there's Machina inside. Mm-hmm. Talk about a bunch of hypocrites. Not to mention they're all dead. The the maesters, the people who rule over Spirit, the head honchos of Yevon, all dead. And you they're get called to kill unsent. one of them. And they're called unsent. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention, you do kill one of them. Up to, hmm. I wonder how many times was it that you get to kill him? Let's see, you'll see more four separate times. First in Guadalupe. Yeah. First at the Makamanian Temple, where you get the summon Shiva. Then it's at the High Bridge in Bavel. See more Flux, I think? Yeah, and yes, this guy's name is Seymour, but if you want to know more about him, you might as well play the game. Yeah. Believe me, there's no way to truly understand a villain like Seymour unless you have to sit down and play the game yourself. That's the fact for every Final Fantasy game. In order to truly understand it, you must play it. <laughs> but then again, Seymour is just one small boss compared to the big bad honcho at the end. Yep, and I already mentioned him before. He's called Sin. Of course, you fight Sin, but there's also another boss within Sin that you must defeat. But that, you're going to have to find out yourself. <laughs> you won't spoil that for you guys. So, at the end of Final Fantasy X, the world is saved. You take down Sin, that's the end. And then on comes Final Fantasy X-2. The very first, and by far one of the very few actual sequels for a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Final now, Fantasy X-2 allow, pretty much allows you to take control of Yuna, and you get to learn how he deals... Uh, not he, how she... <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How she deals with the loss of the main character of the first Final Fantasy X game. We won't tell you what exactly happened to him. You will have to find that out on your own. Or if you're like me and don't have the game, 
Google.